We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. What's up, everybody? We're back. Biting the bullet and join my co-host Typo. Ayo. And uh just so you know, my internet is fucking retarded. Something happened to the tower that I connect to. So um if I glitch out, sorry, that's my fault. Uh I'm not cool and I don't have fiber. So um yeah, uh this is this is fucking biting the bullet. <laughs> It's a little weird. Dude, Welcome we're to doing... a free podcast. Yeah, it's a little weird because we're doing uh, like no video. It's like the first time I haven't seen your face during a podcast in like forever, dude. We were doing this shit when we first started, dog. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've never not been able to see your face during a podcast. It's super weird typo. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, today is uh, today's fucking dope because I passed this license that should get me paid a whole bunch more money um, at work. So that's fucking cool. It's my birthday. I'm fucking old. I'm 29. I'm not that old. Uh, <laughs> I'm just hitting my prime. That's what I that's what I'm going to keep telling people. I'm just hitting my prime. Uh and I'm going to watch the Broncos on another primetime NFL game uh, shit the bed and be absolutely horrible and probably barely squeak out a win. So, you know, I'm happy. Do the Broncos play today? Yeah, they're the they're the Thursday night football game again. Fuck, dude. Why do they get all the primetime spots, dude? I think I think they expected the Broncos to be better when Russell Wilson joined, but uh, that quite hasn't that that plan hasn't quite worked out the way they wanted it to. Yeah, that might be backfiring just a tad. <laughs> yeah, but you know, hopefully, maybe we got our, some offense looking good last week, but then Javante Williams went went out and we went out and signed Latavius Murray, so maybe he can give us a little, little spark, and Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble the ball. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll look good tonight, but uh, maybe they have to throw the ball now. And Russ is gonna have to cook because Javante Williams is gone, but I doubt it. Uh, because everything I've seen so far just looks like we have a shitty offense and a really good defense. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I'm sure it'll come together. It's just like you guys got like a whole new team, so I think you guys just kind of getting all those crinks and cracks in the offense and stuff out of the way but i think honestly by the end halfway through the year you guys will look like 
decent, at least decent. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so you know, Thursday, October sixth, good day. It's a good fucking day today. Happy birthday, dude. Thanks, man. Um, well, there was a couple things that I wanted to talk about. This might be a short show, guys, just so you know. Uh the first thing I wanted to talk about, you posted um uh, typo on Twitter and it's fucking funny because I don't understand why they keep going to this fucking guy. But it's the cake dude in Colorado again. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god. That so yeah. I don't the, understand. Yeah, the this was a long time ago. I remember this being in like the news, like before we even had a podcast. And it was the guy that in Colorado, he refused to bake a cake for a gay couple, I believe it was. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, for their wedding, I think. Yeah, because he's like a Christian, I believe it is. And I don't know, they made a big deal out of it, made it seem like he was like a Nazi and the news freaked out on him. And I think he was just like just a regular like Christian dude that was like, yo, I just don't agree and I think if I remember correctly, he even like recommended other bakeries for them to go to. Like he was like, hey, I'm I'm not comfortable making this cake, yeah. but here's some other places you can go to that they'll be more than happy to make your cake. And then I guess it went all the way to Supreme Court and he won, which is, I think, fine that he can choose who he wants to serve to. But then, yeah, dude, I just can't believe he was back in the news again. Like, why can't we just leave this dude alone? <laughs> Yeah, so for for those that don't know, uh, this is from the Associated Press's Twitter. It says, a Colorado baker who won a partial Supreme Court victory after refusing on religious grounds to make a wedding cake for a gay couple a decade ago is facing complaints he refused to make a birthday cake celebrating a gender transition. And it's just like, stop going to this guy. Like now people are just doing it for money. Like that's got to be what it is, you know, like, oh, we may not win, you know, like he may not just make us this cake, but at least we'll get some money out of it. Because I think he kind of lost the civil suit um, on some grounds, but it was a partial Supreme Court victory after refusing on religious grounds 10 years ago. That was 2012. So it was literally... Yeah, literally the year I graduated high school, you graduated high school, and the year we went into the Marine Corps. Oh, my God. It was that long ago? Oh, my God, dude. Mm-hmm. My, how times have changed. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's fucking hilarious. This He's just like a normal Christian dude. I Supposedly, he's a pretty decent baker. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, he can't be making cake that good i don't give a shit about it i'm not a big cake fan though but it's like stop going to this guy for you know things that aren't like that you know he's going to disagree with he's a very religious not even very religious he's just a religious dude that doesn't agree with you know what why would you want a cake made by him you know he's (laughs) like what if he's just like jacking off in your cake because he's like haha these faggots are gonna like it like i don't know like who, who knows like why would you go get a cake made by him 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really get it. why and why. Like, I just don't understand why one it, one that was a national story. I don't really think it's that big of a deal in the first place. I don't. Maybe it could be in the local paper, but I really don't see it being something that needs to be national news where you have to follow. Like, this is the worst fucking thing in the world. Um, but now it's like now it's like you couldn't get him on making a cake twelve ten years ago for a gay couple. Now they're gonna try to get him on like refusing to make a cake celebrating a ginger transition it's like bro these people are just relentless dude they can't just let anything go like this is 10 years old and they gotta slander this guy again in the news like he's the devil of some sort just because he doesn't want to make a cake for like the new thing you know like 2012 you know that that was even before gay marriage was even legal like or the law of the land now it's like the gender transition thing like now it's like this dude's probably like dude can i just get a fucking break (laughs) (laughs) well yeah you know you know when he when they came right when they came in he was like oh fuck you know like you know they walked in they walked in and he was like son of a bitch he's like lord forgive me because i'm about to take your name in vain god damn it um (laughs) because i'm gonna have to tell them no i gotta tell them no and uh, he's and, and uh, I mean, if I was him, I would have just been like, yo, we can I'm going to say no and we can take this to the Supreme Court. But they just, you know, they just said, fuck Roe versus Wade. So you think you're going to win, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you, your marriage is up next, motherfucker. <laughs> well, he's, prob- he probably like, he's like y'all are mad at like- me for saying no to gay marriage. But now I'm going <laughs> to now the government's going to say no to gay marriage, bitch. <laughs> Well, and he probably like, and he probably, you know, they make it seem like he's like being an asshole when he's probably just like politely like, oh, no, I'm not really comfortable with making this cake design, you know, like, it's just not my, my thing or like, he's probably like being a genuine nice guy about it. And they're making it seem like he's, you know, just not accepting like their belief or something like he's just like this disregarding their their transition or something like that like and i I guarantee this guy's probably like he's just probably like no i don't really want to make that here and he probably again recommended somewhere else for him to go and but we still have to like drag this dude in the mud like i don't know it's just so ridiculous that this has to be a headline uh when i think there's just clearly like so much other things that that's the thing, dude. I think we talked about this. Like, this woke bullshit, dude. They just use it to, like, make it seem like pin people against each other. Again, and I'm, like, arguing about dumb shit like this instead of talking about, like, I don't know, real shit that matters. But we got to talk about this guy, like, you know, yeah. baking a cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we're not we're not talking about, you know. <laughs> the highest eviction rate notice in Arizona since 2008 that's happening currently. Oh, um, really? Or, Jesus Christ. Yep. And uh, Credit Suisse, you know, fucking cracking and crumbling uh, to be the canary in a cold, cold coal mine. Jesus, I'm fucking stuttering today. Uh, a canary in the coal mine showing that, you know, maybe the financial structure of the largest institutions on earth um is showing some cracks 
What's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys 24-7 for as little as a dollar a day. When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, that website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. As I was saying, um, Typo is going to have a hell of a job fucking editing this podcast because I just dropped out. But I was talking about the credit eviction fucking shit, or not the credit eviction, the eviction rates in Arizona being the highest they've ever been. And Credit Suisse uh, being the canary in a coal mine uh, for the world's largest financial institutions, finally showing the chinks in their armor. uh, And cracking and crumbling because the financial institutions are built on fucking fiat currency. Uh, but, but we're going to talk about this guy baking a cake because he doesn't agree with, uh, you know, uh, a man becoming a woman. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's fucking, it's fucking insane, dude. Did. So wait, when you're saying like the financial institutions are cracking, are you saying like they're what they're losing profit, like going down? What do you mean by that? Well, Credit Suisse, it's the uh, the uh, it's like a large Swiss national bank. Uh, oh, it's like one of the biggest banks in the in the fucking world, and it, it everything right now is showing that why Credit Suisse like these are the top stories when you type in Credit Suisse and it says why Credit Suisse is battling rumors of a Lehman style crash. Lehman was that first one that. Uh, in 2008 that just fucking tanked at the beginning yeah. of 2008. Um, what led to the Credit Suisse crisis and what's the road ahead? If Credit Suisse collapses, what will it bring more volatility to the crypto market? Who gives a shit? You should only buy Bitcoin. Uh, and then the Washington Post, the only one, and analysis. No, no, Credit Suisse isn't on the brink. <laughs> okay. Um, but Anyway, so Credit Suisse lost $5.5 billion when the U.S. Office, US family office, Archegos Capital Management, defaulted in March of 2021. The hedge fund's highly leveraged bets on certain technology stocks backfired, and the value of its portfolio with Credit Suisse plummeted. Um, and it's lost, let's see, Credit Suisse stock is down 54% in 2022 to date hit by the continuing fallout of its costly exposure to the collapses of the U.S. hedge fund Archegos and the British financial firm Greensill. This led to a series of executives stepping down and plans to scale back its investment bank. So it's, you know, it's, it's fucking cracking. Like people have made horrible bets and those bets were based on the larger financial global economy for the most part. And it can't keep up anymore. And Credit Suisse is like a premier, premier bank of the world, like a premier one. And it's down 54% to date in 2022. 
and it lost $5.5 billion last year in March of 2021. And it's only lost more since then. Fuck, dude. Well, that, dude, that's what, this is what kind of sucks about, like, at least from the, like, Austrian economic, like, perspective is, like, like, for things to get better, it has to get worse. Like, the recession, like, we have to go through a recession because the recession, yeah, the recession is the cure for, like, what we were, what the Fed and all that them were doing to the market and manipulating the monetary system and fucking with it. So we have to go through this recession because that's what like resets everything and puts it back on what's it where it's supposed to be and like puts everything back to equilibrium and not fucking with the market anymore. So it like, it kind of sucks when you have to like, well, uh, this is what we have to do. Like, this is like that. There's no way to go around it. I mean, you could try to manipulate it more and I don't even know if that's possible at this point, but there's like eventually you have to go through this economic hardship because of what they've done to the money supply and uh, all this, all the shit that the Fed has done, like artificially lower interest rates, all this shit. So we have to go through this hard time for things to go back to like what where they're supposed to be. And yeah, like that's why I think they're like with especially with like the gas prices. Like they're really trying to manipulate the gas prices right now. God damn. What is it where you are? Oh, what time? Oh, the prices? No. Uh yeah. Fucking um, <laughs> I know, dude. Fucking I think it was three twenty four when I just filled up in Missouri. Dude, I filled up today at five dollars a gallon. Fuck, dude. It's like four dollars in Illinois, but magically I cross over the river and it's it's cheaper, but five dollars in the city dude for fuck's sake that's rough dude i'm in mesa yeah i'm in mesa five dollars a fucking gallon 4.99 but yeah five dollars a gallon dude that's fucking shitty see i think it's gonna get uh, i think it's gonna start going back up again because i think they manipulated it where biden was uh, i think this is what they were doing but biden was using the oil reserves in, in uh trying to like uh deep like oh basically oversupply the market so then the prices come down and but now i think that's going to run out and i think they're after the midterms they don't care anymore because they'll they they did what they needed to do to try to get their people elected and all that so that's why i'm thinking like they're trying to manipulate the market and shit before the election as much as they can but after this election cycle dude i think they're just gonna let it go just let it hit because I don't know, they have no incentive after that to like slow it down or anything like that. So I think, so I'm saying, I think 2023 is where we're going to see, like, we're going to have to cash in on that. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to pay those debts due that we were, you know, when we were chilling on those unemployment checks playing golf, dude, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to suffer a little bit, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, that's why I, uh, that's why I'm trying to get paid more at work. <laughs> and I'm so with this, it's even better is like with this license, I'm the only one in the entire company that has this license. So I'm uh, securing my job future uh, because the entire industry of everything is going to collapse at a certain point. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's like what you said, you got to, it, it has to happen. Like it has to happen and it, and it sucks. It's going to suck for everybody. Like it's, it's going to suck for everybody. There's going to be a large 
portion of wealth that is just wiped out. Like it's just going to be gone. Like, and maybe it'll return in a different fashion, but there's going to be, because a lot of this is fake. So you can, you can wipe away fake things pretty easily. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be gone. Like market cap, like certain market caps are going to be nowhere near what they ever have been before, but it has to collapse. It's like, it's like working out. No, they don't, they tell you to, you know, trim the fat before you bulk up because it's, it's a healthier way to bulk up because if you just bulk up, if you're fat and just try to bulk up, then you're, it's, it's a lot, you can do it, but it's not a healthy way of doing it. You know what I mean? So with everything, the way it's going on right now, we're just bulking up and in a very unhealthy way, instead of trimming down the fat and then bulking up with muscle, like how we're supposed to be like, that's what the economy has done. It's just gotten worse and worse and it'll continue to get worse. Yeah, dude. It's so annoying too. Cause it's like, it's the most frustrating thing because at least for like, as like trying, I don't, it's not that I, it's not that I think like most people are stupid. It's just that I think most people don't, all they see is the prices and stuff. And when you're like trying to explain, like, if you ever try to explain like, yo, it's the federal reserve, dude, they're the ones fucking us. They're, they're like, what's the federal reserve? <laughs> yeah. And well, like, yeah. <laughs> and you can talk about the, the fucking points that like, what's, what's the uh, interest rate right now? What's the feds interest rate? I'll look it up. Oh, I think it's at like three or four percent or something like that. It's it's pretty low, honestly. Like compared to like three point two five. Yeah, I mean three point two five, but it's already it's already affected because that's not what the real interest rate should be. Like if there was an interest rate, like that's not what it would be. Like this isn't. It's basically sending signals to save. Which maybe it should be sending signals to save because everything's it's it's so overpriced, but it should probably be a lot higher than it is. You know, mm-hmm. it should probably be at like seven or eight percent because everything is way overvalued. Um, yeah, than it really is, and but it, they'll never let it get that high. Like they'll they're gonna keep continuing to climb it up by you know, point seven five points or you know, fucking point two five points and. Maybe at one point it'll get to 8%, 9%. I don't, I don't know if they'll actually do that though. But then at a certain point, they're going to be like, oh, that's too high. And then drop it to a negative interest rate again, just like they did in 2000. What was it? Nine, yeah. 2010. Well, here's a, here's a question that maybe you know the answer, but like, so they already printed all the money, right? So like in my, I just don't understand how does raising the interest rate slow down inflation at all? Cause it just, it's, the, the money supply is already printed. So the value of the dollar has already been adjusted throughout the market. So I just don't understand how raising interest rate would even slow down inflation. I feel like the inflation is going to come no matter what. Like they're just tinkering with the interest rates. Uh, I don't even fucking know, dude. This shit's stupid. They fucking fuck with our money. See, the rest uh. of the left, like get it kind of right, dude, where they're like, oh, the rich and money powerful, you know, all the, the bankers. Yeah, but it's not It's not even people that like take all the money. It's the people that manipulate the money are the problem, dude. Yeah, so this is so this is what it is. As the theory goes, this is a this is on Google. As the theory goes, if it's more expensive to borrow money or carry a balance on a credit card, consumers will spend less. When spending declines, demands will fall. 
and eventually so will the price of everyday goods. So all that is true. You know, like that's, that's a true, like when, when people aren't spending as much, um, the demand falls because they're not buying. Uh, and eventually the price of everyday goods falls, which is true. But at this point, when it's all about like borrowing money and that's why the interest rate is like important and not important, but it's important is because if the interest rate is fake, like it's not actually based on what the actual interest should be, like the agreed upon interest should be for people entering into a contract. Cause like people are going to make the decision, right? Like people are going to sit there and make the decision that, uh, you know, I need to borrow $20,000 at a three and a half percent interest rate. Like I'm, I'm saying that that's okay. And then there's other kind of people and like a large majority of people are going to be like, well, actually, I don't think three and a half percent is, is right for me. Like I'll only borrow at two and a half percent or 2% that same amount of money. And if, if there's some people that, that do that, but the majority of people won't do that, then it's slowly going to come down unless they're making enough um, off the people that are borrowing that three and a half percent. You know what I mean? But when the Fed gets involved and they're saying, nope, the interest rate is this. So then it, it like there's no negotiation. Like it, it just prices people out um, and says, hey, there's no negotiation here. So you're priced out and then they keep increasing it. So more and more people don't. But then when the market falls again, because it has to, and all the um, prices come down, it's coming down to a, a point that isn't the correct point that it should come down to, if that makes sense. And it, it's just gonna, it, it just fucks things over. It's, it creates another recession 10 years down the road, like we're having now. Yeah. Like in a lot of ways, I feel like if they, I mean, if they just let, like, let, like they're not even setting interest rates anymore. They just like, hey, you, the banks decide, you, you decide what fucking interest rate you want to be. I feel like that would go so, like, a lot higher than they want and shit. Like the whole thing would just collapse on itself. Like the whole housing market is, I don't well, see how and they the, could... the banks don't want it to go super high and they have this, like, defer to the federal reserve where it's like well it's this price because the federal reserve but you know if they will if they could they would keep it as a low interest some of them would keep it as a low interest rate because they want to uh entice as many people as possible to get into it and that's why people are like well the federal reserve isn't bad because it uh, protects people from the banks, you know, increasing their interest rates too high. And when you have to get money, you're doing an eight and a half percent loan or a 10 and a half percent loan or a 12% loan, which is where they would make the banks would make the most money on their interest. Right. But when we're in a market that is so like out of whack, it's like, maybe the price, maybe the interest rate should be that high. So people are like, I have to find another way than paying a 20% interest rate. On borrowing yeah money. and the and the flip side to that too is like the you know, like the people will say like like you said people will be like well it's good to have the fed because then the banks can't set interest rates so high or whatever so then it's harder for people to get like housing or loans for whatever the fuck they want but the flip side of that is that it also protects the banks because then yeah. the banks can have these lower interest rates 
and give them out to people that maybe they shouldn't be giving them to uh, loans to these people with lower interest rates. And then when they like give all these bullshit loans out to a bunch of people that probably can't afford it, well, guess who they gets bailed out in the end of the day? Like it's not the the, not not the fucking people that, that that took that loan that they probably shouldn't. It's the fucking banks. Yep, and it happens every time. Every fucking time. And it's kind of like what happened with the, uh, like for people in a more recent scenario that are just coming into, I don't know, anarchism, libertarianism, or just Austrian economics in general. I don't think that if you listen to this podcast, you're brand new to this idea, but uh, it's basically what they did for the airlines over the last fucking three years where they've basically been bailed out because people weren't allowed to fly. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, that was kind of something I knew they see they gave out so many bailouts to so many different people. But yeah, I do. Now that you say that, I do remember seeing that the airlines were like one of the biggest ones that were bailed out during the lockdowns and shit. Like those airlines are fucking trash, too. And I swear, like we would have nearly so garbage. I know, dude, I swear the airlines would not be this bad and ran like fucking retards if we didn't have the fucking federal reserve bailing them out dude so i'm i'm reading this like it's it's actually on reddit uh i'm gonna try and find it real quick i'm reading this fucking story it's by some redditor it's called uh it's by uh if you guys want to read it it's uh called chrono hawk on reddit it's r slash chrono hawk it's a person and it's a visitor to the future And that's like the name of the story that he's creating. It's like 115 chapters so far. Kind of just listen to it. Well, I'm hoping it gets uh, to a point where I think it should go. Like, and just my general uh, idea of um, a good story. But anyways, it's a visitor in the future. And the whole basis is, is like this guy has a deadly disease. Um, It's like the first chapter. And it's like the guy has a deadly disease. He's in his like late twenties, mid thirties, or something like that, and he agrees to be cryo refrigerated, or however you say it, cryogenically refrigerated, and uh, like frozen. <laughs> yeah, like frozen. And oh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, so he agrees to, and it, it's it's like the guy's been writing it for like a year, and he just writes it uh, as a Reddit thread, and it's got 115 chapters, but so far like he's continuously writing it um but he's like he agrees to be frozen for an for a certain amount of time and that time is when they can uh you know cure his disease and he can live a normal life so that's like in his contract and then he gets you know a billion dollars or some shit like that you know and uh so he gets waking up and it's way fucking far down the line. You know, it's like, I, I don't remember the year. It's like 20, it's like 3,200 year 3,200 or some shit like that. And uh, it had an interesting, like the guy has an interesting outlook on um, what could be and an interesting, and he's kind of like painting the story of like what's happened and what hasn't happened. Like he's kind of setting it up still where I'm at. I'm on like chapter 46 or something. And the big thing was, is he was the first thing the guy did when he woke up was asked for, this is super random. I wasn't expecting to talk about this on the podcast today, but uh, the first <laughs> thing that, 
the guy asked was like, is my disease cured? And the person was like, yeah, it is. And it, I can tell it's kind of like written by a lefty. Like I can tell that this is written by a lefty, but, uh, or at least semi lefty. And then the second question was, uh, do it. Did I get my money? And they're like, uh, we don't really have a need for money anymore. Like that's like the answer that he's given. And then there are okay. like slowly that's some lefty shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's, it would, all right. So this was my thought process during it. So they, like right at that point was my thought process during it because the rest of the chapter goes on to explain kind of why they don't need money. And it's kind of the, uh, the star Trek, like esque uh, where you can, you, there's not a need for money because resources are readily available at all times for everybody because they they have a certain amount of you know space travel and um there's they can make their like the resources are there so if there was an overabundance of resources in a population right and and they have this thing called the con- consortium which is based on uh like it's like their law process and it's um it's a basically a computer program that you cannot infringe on other people's self determination like their self kind of like what we believe like basically that's the general principle of it but yeah. if you can just live off of you know uh there's no needs for you know garnering food there's no need for um a wage there's an overabundance of resources and material like an 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 exorbitant overabundance of resources and material like so much so that we can never use the amount that we have um whether it's electricity or anything else then yeah there wouldn't be a real need for you know some sort of economy right because you could get whatever you wanted and most people aren't working to build these things. There's 3d printers and all this other stuff that can build anything that you ever wanted. And basically you just have to apply to, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, but there was another portion of the story that it goes into like the monopolization uh, free markets and stuff like that and how corporations overtake. And it's like, uh, you kind of understand when you look at it, like as a current day, if you think what right now is uh, like in our society right now as a free market and you think that the protections that are against the free market that hold it back from being a complete monopolization of all, you know, people and this like weird corporate separatist, like um, horrendous place, you know, uh, if you think that the government holds them back from creating, you know, worker mm-hmm. slaves and things like that then I can completely see how you could go into this thinking like, man, you know, when, if corporations take over, it's going to be really bad. And I kind of generally agree. Big business is fucking horrible, but big government is just as bad. And it's kind of like one of those weird things where it's like, you know, you just hope that we can get to a point where it is like that, where, you know, the resources are so, overabundant and nobody really has to work but they you just kind of make sure the checks and balances of your society are um you know working properly and like that's like the biggest job to do um and you don't have to make you you don't have to make sure everybody's eating but there's just 
that that's not an any time like current reality that that's going to be able to do so. So you have to be able to be like, hey, we need to be very strict in our society that these big businesses, like let's say the government's gone, these big businesses can't fucking enslave you know portions of humanity. And yeah. if they do, we have a way to you know go fuck them up for doing so because that is a real like worry because if you're so totally dependent in your area on you know the the business that's in your area then yeah it's gonna be fucking scary to you know just let that that structure be all powerful yeah yeah well i and i think that's well that's the thing too is like we're kind of i mean we're kind of seeing that kind of play out now maybe like we are kind of watching like these corporations kind of like get bigger and bigger i mean there's more like they're they're, like massive like ridiculous amounts of money that goes into like these corporations and i mean we can eliminate like yeah it's probably has a lot to do with like because the government's getting bigger and the federal reserve spending more money but just forget that for a second it's it is like you can understand why people are like yo dude fucking you know these you know, Raytheon just racked in a shit ton of money this past 20 years. And, and yeah. right when, right when, you know, Afghanistan's over, they're looking for the next big way to like find the rack, rake in more money. And then boom, this Ukraine thing pops off and they're just dumping money or getting money from the government or whatever to go to go to war in another country. Like they, like the war machine just doesn't stop. And I mean, there's t- loads of examples of these corporations just like kind of, like literally just dominating the market and basically monopolizing uh, something and pushing all other competitors out of the market. I mean, fuck dude, the, especially in 2020, I mean, who were the big, like the, all the mom and pa shops, they had to close down, but Walmart was open. Fucking fries was open. All the fast food chains were open. Um, All the mega corporations were fucking, they were still open and shit, and you could go there and buy their food and stuff, but you couldn't go to, you know, some local bar or local restaurant or whatever. You had to had to go to these major corporations and though and yep. so like yeah, I I totally get that perspective. And in the I think a lot too is like that kind of that idea of like, you know, our civilization is so advanced that like we like there's abundant of resources. And I kind of think that a lot of like lefty people kind of believe that we're there right now. Yeah. Like they they, have definitely do. Like they have this idea that we could just take all the resources, the money, whatever it is and food, whatever it is and separate it equally amongst. I'll let you finish this thought, but I just wanted to say they, they think that the there, there is definitely something that could be said that the allocation of resources isn't going to the correct places, right? Like there's there's definitely yeah. something, there's definitely an argument for that. But if you look at the real reason for that, it's because things are propped up by fake money that are like, that's why, but that's, that's exactly why. And th- that's what they don't get. But I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just think there's this idea that we are so advanced that we don't need, um, you know, money or we don't need millionaires or billionaires. 
And like, what's really like what I'm what I'm seeing a lot more of, and it's kind of freaking me the fuck out, is this idea that we don't need oil or natural gas anymore. Which yeah, I don't know. They're on crack. When my opinion, uh, that basically runs the fucking planet. Like everything that you love, all this, what you don't even realize that we've had, especially like me and you, that we had our whole life, like AC in the house, uh, lights turn on, uh, like being able to like do anything, anything and everything, be able to turn on your stove, being able to cook food at home, being able to store food in your at your house and have it cold or frozen, like all this stuff that me and you grew up with and was completely like that's what how things are now. And now they're like, oh, we don't need that anymore. We need to switch to like this green energy when reality is like we still need this oil and uh, oil and coal to be able to transport the, uh, to make a solar panel to transport it to where a solar panel needs to be or to make us a, a fan or transport the fan. Like we still need the fucking oil and shit that we've been using. And it, and it really like, I, I hate it because I've gotten like a, a lot of criticism, especially on Instagram or I'm just pointing out the fact that, like, we kind of need oil. Like, I'm not defending big oil companies. Like, there's a difference. And I need people to understand that. I'm not defending. I know they're corrupt. I know they're raking in a lot of money. But because they basically have a monopoly. But like it or not, we fucking need them to live the life that we we have been living our whole lives. We kind of need at least oil. Not the companies, but oil to be coming in. And we can't just switch to, like, this green energy out of nowhere that we haven't even like don't even have the fucking infrastructure for if we wanted to um and this is what we're supposed to do and they kind of like and that's what i kind of think they like in europe i mean they're they're gonna feel that this winter like forget the war shit they were already pushing they were already pushing for like this green new deal type bullshit over in europe or like they stopped uh like 10 years ago germany stopped having nuclear plants for like nuclear energy and like 10 years ago, they got rid of that. They're like, oh, that's not good. And like, you know, like, fuck, dude. It's like, fuck, man. Like, I think we're going to we're like anyone that says like, oh, this climate change stuff and we need to do stuff to save the planet is anti-human, in my opinion. Like they want human beings to suffer to save the planet. And I don't know. I'm just I've been seeing that a lot, like watching Davos and the weird Klaus Schwab dude and the World Economic Forum. That's thing what they've is, been talking like, about. You know what? Out. You know what? My thing is, is like, is like, if you're, if you are in this position where you think that th- these people, actually, this is where I'm going to go with this. The people that are saying that we don't need what we have right now are going to be the ones that die out first when we don't have those things. They really, they legitimately will because the people that are like, oh no, we, we can't. And it's like you said, I'm not standing for oil companies. Like, yeah, the oil, the oil companies are as bad as the fucking tobacco industry um, when they had all their legal obligations or their all their legal things that happened with them. Like they're it's a horrible industry. And the way they do things probably isn't the best way they do things. Uh, not probably isn't the best way they should do things. I'm not saying I know what the best way is, but I just know that it it is very exploitative, right? That's the right word. Um, and uh, the problem is, is the government is so heavily involved in the oil industry that 
the people that will call for the oil industry's downfall and to completely get rid of it. And if the government goes there, because you know, we've talked about before, of politics is down downflow from uh, culture. Like it's it's basic, like its basis has it draws from the culture. If that happens, the people that well, the government officials are going to be just fine, propped up in their mansions, um, and continue to live. Yep, still using oil, and they're just going to make it so it's like this weird dystopia where nobody else can use oil, and uh, the left, the people on the left that call for this on a constant basis are going to cheer because oil's not being used by the rest of us. And they're going to slowly die off because they don't know how to feed themselves. Their electrical cars aren't going to fucking work anymore. Um, The price to plug in their electric car is going to skyrocket through the roof because now they can charge whatever the fuck they want for electricity because it uses oil uh, to, to create. And then on top of that, uh, the rest of us that are like, yeah, we still need oil to function. And a lot of the right wing, uh, you know, population is going to be like, well, we use oil sparingly on my on my farm and they're going to go back to, you know, harvesting crops. And there's going to be a like harvesting crops by hand or by, you know, animal. And uh, they're they'll get by. Um, but then we're going to destroy the fields, um, the, the crop fields and we'll get another dust bowl because there's, you know, it's just what happens when you overdo that. And then a perfect storm is going to happen and it's going to create another fucking great depression the same way. I mean, like these people, they just don't understand what they're arguing for. Yeah, dude, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get like, it's like, what is it called? Like the government basically they cause a problem and then they react to the problem by getting more involved and causing more problems. So they're fucking uh they'll, you know, ban oil or whatever. And then when, you know, we don't have enough oil reserves or whatever for like to run our farms and be able to collect crop enough crops, and then the government's gonna do what they did before and be like, Oh, maybe we should like collectify collectivize the farms. Because apparently the free market can't figure out how to make them make enough food for everyone. So we're going to fucking take over the agriculture, (laughs) you know, and then just have a fucking starving country, dude. It just fucking. Well, they've been trying to do that anyways, right? Take over agriculture, unionize agriculture. Yeah. The fact that we have in like, dude, maybe it's just because I read that one book about the hall of the more but the fact that we have an agriculture department scares the shit out of me (laughs) yeah yep what was uh what was the other thing you wanted to talk about okay all right well we'll switch gears here and uh we're gonna talk about the one good thing besides pulling out of uh the middle east that biden has done and I say good thing because we shouldn't have been there in the first place. Obviously, he did it horrendously. And if they just stuck to the original uh, time frame and everything, it probably would have gone down a little bit different. But the only other good thing Biden has done so far is today. Let me find the tweet. I'm going to read out his tweet because I think it's actually 
an important step forward in ending the drug war. Um, it's important. So he tweeted out today. Uh, this was five hours ago as of now. As I've said before, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. I wonder how Kamala Harris feels about that. Uh, today, <laughs> I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out. First, I am pardoning all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession. There are thousands of people who were previously convicted of simple possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result my pardon will remove this burden. Second, I'm calling on governors to pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses. Just as no one should be in a federal prison solely for possessing marijuana, no one should be in a local jail or state prison for that reason either. Third, we classify marijuana at the same level as heroin and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. I'm asking, asking uh, and it's an at for Secretary Becerra, who is uh, the, I don't even know, Secretary de Salud y Servicios Humanos. Um, so the secretary, secretary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's the Secretary of Human Services. I guess this was another uh, human, what's it, affirmative action hire by Joe Biden. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so he's acting, acting, uh, asking Secretary Becerra and the Attorney General to initiate the process of reviewing how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Um, I'd also like to note that as a federal and state regulation change, we still need to, we still need important limitations on trafficking marketing, and underage sales of marijuana. Sending people to jail for possessing marijuana has upended too many lives for conduct that is legal in many states. That's before you, that before you address the clear racial disparities around prosecution and conviction. Today, we begin to right these wrongs. Awesome. That should have been done fucking forever ago. Like it should have been done. It should have never happened in the first place, right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah like it's I, just it's just marijuana, but at the same in the same sentence, at least it's marijuana at this point. Yeah, I totally agree. Like on one hand, it's I think it's I mean obviously it's just a political game. It's kind of one. It's yeah. hypocritical that it's coming from the guy that wrote helped write the ninety four crime bill. It's also mm -hmm. kind of convenient that it's happening right before the midterms. But regardless of all that. It's still a really good fucking thing. It's like, because it's it's definitely like we. I mean, it's why most people are in prison in our prison population today is for non-violent drug crimes. And although it's not as radical as maybe me and you would like it to be, it's definitely uh, a good step in the right direction. And it is kind of funny though that it did happen while Kamala Harris was. Vice, Vice president, president. <laughs> so, it's kinda, so it's like so uh you know how you know okay so another funny way to look at it is that mean that her career of locking up non-violent marijuana users was all for nothing was yes for nothing. all for nothing <laughs> because then her I love it she works for a white man he wipes away her entire record so <laughs> hell yeah that's what we fucking do boy that's what we fucking do
Oh my god, that's just so crazy. Yeah. But no, I totally agree. It's 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 definitely like a fucking really good thing in the right direction because it's just insane that we've been locking up people, especially like nonviolent. Like yeah. it's so insane, and especially yeah. for possession only. Like I think yeah. even distribution is retarded, but possession just for having it on you, like that's insane that we were even doing well, that in the first and, place. And- and they really have to look at distribution. Like they have to, at least for marijuana, they have to look at distribution because it, I think the the law for a, for a while was like if you had $200 or more on you and like fucking shake of marijuana, like in a fucking, like you had oregano on your seat in your car and $200, you were going away for fucking goddamn distribution. And so that's like, that's another, that's another big one that should be, that they should be talking about. Um, But I'm, I think the majority, the majority are in for, you know, simple possession and that needs to be, and for a large portion of it, it's multiple offenses. So they have long uh, prison stints and I'm just really happy to hear that, as much as I fucking hate the bumbling idiot that is Biden, um, this is something that I can be like, this is where he did good. This is this is an important step forward for uh, the freedoms of many people in the country. And hopefully we can build off of it. And, uh, you know, that's it's just uh, it's crazy that it's taken this long. Yeah, dude. Actually, I think here in, uh, well, in Missouri, across the river here, um, they have marijuana legalization on the ballot this November. Good. So so we'll see what Missouri people want, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, going to be interesting. I think the the Libertarian Party needs to jump on this. Um, They were fucking hacked for a while apparently and it's hilarious that the libertarian national twitter party got fucking hacked by a goddamn uh nft stan uh which is hilarious but uh that's this this specific thing they need to they need to jump on that's fucking funny i forgot about that their probably password was like ron paul 69 or something (laughs) (laughs) oh shit yeah but um, I didn't really have anything else. That was really it. Uh, do you have anything that you wanted to speak on today? Um, no, that honestly, I just want that. I really wanted to talk about my thoughts on the whole like oil thing. And cause I just keep seeing a bunch of that, like climate change shit kind of blowing up and it's yeah. freaking me out, dude. Cause I think it's just like, I have basically the next if they can't control the food they can control our energy and i mean this i don't think it's as bad but i think it can have some serious ramifications and i just thought you know i think it's okay to criticize climate change but you're not also shelling for the fucking oil companies like it's pretty obvious yeah. that you can distinct those things but yeah, no that's all i wanted to say they're not mutually exclusive um the uh the one other oh. Fuck, I just had a thought that I wanted to bring up. Uh, oh, shit. It's not going to come back to me. I don't fucking remember. Um, oh, yes, I do remember. There's a... So, if you guys 
I have the chance. Go look up. I think it's here. Let me see if it. This is if you can find it with this. Uh, it's like Australian teen um, gets laughed at uh, for climate change. It's like on a radio show. Um, but this little this girl, Australian teen. Gets laughed at. Australian. I need to put teen in there. Teen gets laughed at. Uh, climate change. So basically, uh, yeah, I think you can find it. I'll, I'll try and find it while I talk through this. But basically, it's this like teenager girl. And she's on a radio station. Um, and she's talking about how people don't need to be like traveling you know, right now because of climate change and it's like really bad or whatever. And the radio host is also a, uh, uh, Australian and she's also a woman. That's whatever. That's where I was going. And she was like, so what do you think? I can't like, I shouldn't be able to go to like, what's, what's the, like, I shouldn't be able to go to Fiji. And she was like, no, you shouldn't go to Fiji for holiday. Like da 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 da. And the radio host goes back and it's like, well, uh, when was the last time you were on a plane and asked the teenager, a 16 year old New Zealand climate activist. So this is what I, this is what I searched. Australian teen gets laughed at for climate change on radio. And it's the uh, first one, but she's like, so I shouldn't be able to go to Fiji for holiday um, in a plane. And the Australian teen's like, no. And she's like, well, when's the last time that you were on a plane? She asked the teenager that. And the teenager's like, uh, you know, like a few months ago. And she's like, where'd you go? And she's like, Fiji. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and, and the host just fucking dies laughing. And she's like, well, don't you see how that's kind of like hypocritical? Like, what do you like? You can't you can't sit here and lecture all of us as, as a sixteen year old and tell us that we can't go on holiday to Fiji when you've just been on holiday to Fiji. And uh, the the teen's mom, like uh, she wasn't on the radio show, but she's like going after the radio host. And the radio host wasn't even actually like it didn't to me. It didn't sound like she was being mean and like trying to shit on this girl. She was like laughing in like a like a way that it's like well come on man like you know this isn't you know that you you can't just say that like you just totally like disregarded your whole argument because literally less than six months ago you were in fiji (laughs) and you got there on a plane (laughs) it's amazing so go look that shit up because you guys will i think you guys will laugh at that i can't believe it's just so funny that she the girl's talking about i'm gonna go to fiji or the reporter's like "I'm, i'm gonna go to fiji and then she's like, oh, so I, sh- I shouldn't go. And then the team's like, no. And then she w- literally was in Fiji, like the same fucking yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. So this, I guess. All right. So I, I have the like transcript. So it's like, so would we have to apply to have like approved events to be able to fly for? And she's like, well, that's one thing that you could look at doing. The teenager says that and she's and then the Duplessis Alan. She is the radio host. And she's like, am I allowed to go to Fiji? Is that necessary? And Cook is the girl. And Cook replied, 
in the current climate crisis, I don't think that's necessary. The host then asked, what was the last time Cook was on a plane? She's like, mm, I'm not sure. Maybe a few months ago, to be honest. And the host said, where'd you go? And she said, Fiji. Just one word, just Fiji. Hilarious. It's really funny to listen to. And then if you can find the articles about the mom, like freaking out and saying that her daughter was, I don't know, fucking sexually assaulted by la getting laughed at on a radio or some shit. Oh my God, dude. That's just so, that's just like Amazing. the climate change activist, uh, activism summed up in one, dude. Yeah, it's like it all it those perfect. fuck, all those people that fly to Davos and tell poor people they shouldn't be flying and using gas, but they flow there on their private jets to get there, like yep. all that shit. Same every single time. Thing. Same fucking every thing. single time. So, well, uh, that's the fucking shit show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Go check out that fucking video because it's pretty funny to listen to. And oh, uh, wait, wait, oh. wait, Luke, uh, what podcast were you just on? Oh, I was on um, uh, AKs for Assholes. It's It was a really good time. We'll probably have to get a couple of those guys on there. Um, two of them were in the military. One was Army. One was Russian military. He was in the Russian military. And then um, the other one's an Amprim faggot. No, I'm just kidding. Toast is cool. His name is uh, Toast. Uh, you can find them on Twitter. I shared it out on my show or on my Twitter account. You guys can probably find it on there. I'll probably tweet it out again. I had a really good time. Um, all those guys were really fucking cool. And they listened to the show. So shout outs to you guys. Um, I'll try to get you guys in at the beginning of the next episode because I it totally lost my mind. I've been fucking going to town on like homework and shit for the last week and a half. And it's been intense. So uh, now I can finally enjoy my time and get a fucking well-deserved pay raise. Hells yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, that's the fucking shit show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we out.